It was like nothing I'd ever felt before. There were no butterflies and fireworks from the start. There was no anxiety or questioning because with him, I was more in love and less in fear. With him, I was more in peace and less in uncertainty. It was easy. It was different. It was like nothing I'd ever felt before because with him, it was a slow returning back home to myself. I was looking for a physical connection. Instead, I got a soul connection. Welcome to Sup Witches. I'm your host, Lauren Coletti. Happy Saturday, y'all. I don't know when or where you're listening from, but for me, it's Saturday morning, feeling pretty good. I've been wanting to record a solo episode for a couple days now, and I am the queen of procrastination. It's not even like, I'm sure so many of you can relate, where you just get so anxious about a task in your mind that you know you need to do but you keep pushing it off and pushing it off. And this has really kind of fucked me up in many areas of my life, especially in school where a project or an assignment will seem so daunting that I continue to push it off until the very last minute and I just create this huge ball of anxiety in my mind and it just makes everything worse. So I've been working on just biting the bullet, prioritizing my tasks, doing the hardest or most important task first and then tapering down. Lists are really my best friend. I don't know about y'all but in my 20s I really feel it's very important to stay organized and on top of my shit. So today I just wanted to talk about something that's a little harder for me. I feel a little uncomfortable and I don't really know what I'm going to say but I'm just going to kind of wing it and many of you know that I talk to you like I would talk to my friends because you are my friends and I wish I could just meet and squeeze all of you but I don't really create a template for these podcasts anymore. I kind of just say what's coming to mind and I am learning to tune into my spirit guides and my inner wisdom and just be a channel. So today I wanted to talk about the fear of being loved or feeling like you don't deserve good things. This could also be being afraid of happiness and joy because I believe the universe wants to provide for us. The universe is on our side and it is our best friend. And as I'm trying to really grow spiritually, and what I mean by this is spiritual growth is about reaching out to and connecting with your inner soul. And it's a method of becoming more harmless with life, I would say, and develops our own feelings of inner power and strength, and overall just leads us to live happier lives and to take more responsibility for our own actions. So as I'm trying to achieve this and work on this, each and every single day, I've been noticing a lot of resistance coming up. And a couple days ago, I was really operating from an ego and fear victim mindset where, for example, I have been searching for jobs and I know a couple episodes ago I said I wouldn't talk about this, but I've realized that stuffing things down and just pretending like they aren't happening could really be more harmful than helpful And I believe I will talk on things and things will come up as I continue to work to heal them. So I've been searching for employment and I've been working with a energy spiritual coach 
And last week she told me to not apply for any jobs. And this is something I've really been working to manifest, my perfect position, right? So last week I don't apply to any jobs and Thursday or Friday comes and it was very hard for me because I think a part of me wanted to control the situation and feel like I was in the driver's seat when really we're not with most things. So Friday comes and I receive a call from this employer and it was out of the blue and they asked me to touch base on this position I had applied for. I completely forgot about this position, by the way. And this was the week that I didn't apply to any jobs. So I get a call and I talk on the phone with this potential employer and he's describing to me literally my dream job. Like it was a job I would do for free just to get the experience because I want a position and I want a career that doesn't feel like work. And he told me last Friday he would reach out to me by the end of this week. So Wednesday comes, Thursday comes, eventually yesterday, Friday comes. And I was starting to think, is the universe teasing me? Is the universe playing a game and like trying to trick me? Because I've felt loyally fucked in the ass by the universe the last few months. <laughs> and I started thinking to myself, why would I even think this was possible for me? Nothing good ever happens to me. I don't deserve good things. Happiness is out of reach for me. Good things just don't happen to me. I have terrible luck. Good things happen to other people, but they don't happen to me. And I was starting to feel like the universe really didn't like me or I did something wrong that the universe was punishing me, right? And this is a very core wound and this is an old operating system, very, they're becoming more conscious, but deeply woven subconscious beliefs that have really, I've been saying really a lot, that have very much not served me and brought me down and lowered my vibration. For so long, I'd say for about 25 years of my life, I was operating from the glass half empty mindset. So in the last few months, I've been working very hard to rewire and reprogram my brain. And it's been a challenge. And I noticed myself thinking, why would the universe present something to me that I really want and then I don't get it? And I don't know if any of you can relate where the universe presented you something, maybe it was a relationship or a job or a home, anything that you've been longing for. And you thought, wow, this is it. This is my opportunity. You've been waiting for this moment. And then it continues to elude you. And this could cause a lot of psychic pain. And psychic pain I've dealt with a lot in my life, especially in the more traumatizing years of my life when I was in an abusive relationship. But psychic pain is an intolerable pain, intolerable, an intolerable pain that could be caused by intense psychological suffering rather than physical. Because I know when we think pain, we automatically think, oh, I have back pain, I have a pain in my head, I have pain here and there. But at its extreme, prolonged psychic pain can lead to suicidal ideation and a lot of suffering. And I've been studying Buddhism for the last few weeks to month now, and I've realized that humans really cling to suffering and we create our own suffering because psychic pain is a very unpleasant feeling, non-physical origin, but I've been recognizing in myself the last few days where I create my own mental torment. How comfortable and fucking 
I don't know the correct word other than to say tempting, I want to say, how tempting mental suffering can be when we're used to feeling hurt and how much discomfort pleasant feelings can cause upon us. And I've been recognizing this in my relationship with my beautiful, amazing, incredible boyfriend, where I've been presented for the first time in my life a sacred union relationship. In a sacred union relationship, I am under the impression that all relationships are soul contracts. They are soulmate relationships where people come into our lives. I'm sure you've all heard that cliche saying, people come into our life for a season, for a reason, or for a lifetime. And I think that everyone that crosses our path is meant to, to teach us something about life or ourselves, to awaken us, to show us something, even if it was dysfunctional. But for the first time in my life, I've been presented with a sacred relationship where this is a relationship in which we are inspired to see the divine in another person. We experience oneness through the union of two. And for so long, have you ever said you wanted something and then you get it and you reject it? For so long, I've been in an unhealthy relationship from toxic relationships to full-on abusive relationships. Excuse me. To full-on abusive relationships. And I always said, oh, I just want someone that treats me good. I just want a nice guy. I just want to feel loved. I want someone that could be my best friend, that will accept me. And here I am, about two months in to this relationship with Nick, and I realize that I have that, that he's everything on paper that I wanted, and that I know my higher self would want. But sometimes our ego or our lower self, the place that is operating from old wounds, our inner child, stands in the way of us actually allowing ourselves to receive that which we think we wanted. This can come down to the fear of happiness. And I remember, I'm sure a couple of you know, I didn't, haven't really talked about it too much on here, but I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder, amongst many things. And back in 2016, I was seeing a psychiatrist and I have been on every psychiatric medication under the sun. I was told by my psychiatrist, all right, since nothing is working, we're going to try something called transcranial magnetic stimulation or TMS. It's kind of the newer age version of electroconvulsive therapy, which they used back in the early days, uh, also known as ECT, on people that were experiencing mental illness or psychosis. So I go ahead and sign up for TMS, which was a very expensive procedure. And I remember filling out this pamphlet prior to getting the, I don't want to call it an operation, it was more a procedure. And the conductor of TMS told me, so your depression will be eliminated permanently using this method. Now, don't get me started. If anyone promises you that you will never feel an unpleasant or quote unquote negative emotion, or experience discomfort ever again, I would proceed with caution and run the other way. But I can recall 
When I was told this, that my major depressive disorder would disappear, feeling so hesitant to even proceed with getting the TMS done. Now, why is this? I know many of you probably struggle with anxiety or depression or some form of mental discomfort, as many of us do. You get so used to living a certain kind of way. My depression and anxiety for me were kind of like this safety net. And although part of me thought, I don't want to feel this way anymore. I don't want to hate myself. I don't want to cry every day. I don't want to feel suicidal. I don't want to self-harm anymore. Although that might have been true to some extent. When I was told that I would never experience those things ever again, I kind of freaked out and panicked because so much of our identity is wrapped up in our habits, in our behavior, in our feelings and emotions that we experience day to day. That when you remove that marker, which for me would have been the depression, we're left with, who am I? I don't know who I am without X, Y, and Z. This can even be if we are in a relationship. I remember meditating on this the other day. I was doing a release meditation and I really wanted to let go of my ex, which I have, but recently the last few days, which I'll get into, I've been thinking a lot about my ex and not that I want to be with my ex, not that I miss my ex, just he's been kind of creeping up into my mind, which hasn't happened in a while. This could be due to my PTSD revolving around that situation, but that's a whole nother lion to fight. So I was doing this and one of the questions prompt in the meditation was, what do you fear you will lose without this person or thing? And what came to mind automatically for me was, I would lose all those years of my life which have kind of, I've learned to, that is who I was. That is so much part of my story and who I was, that if I just surrendered this, I'd feel like I was losing a part of me and I feared that I would feel empty. That I would feel empty. And I think a caveat, it's important to remember that when we're forgiving someone or letting go of a circumstance or situation that traumatized us or really hurt us deep down. We aren't losing that. Our ego might fear that we're losing that and that would be lost without them or this thing, a job, let's say. But we can hold on to the lessons and the memories, the good memories that that situation taught us without ever really losing it. And we can let go of the bad things because I'm, I believe that relationships change form, but relationships are never completely destroyed. Even though someone or something might no longer be with us, it's still very much a part of us. And although our mortal 3D mind might say, okay, it's no longer here in physical form, therefore it's gone forever, that's simply not true. Because everything is energy and energy cannot be destroyed. So coming back to this fear of happiness or fear of being loved or feeling like you don't deserve good things. Some people, such as myself, have sort of any rational aversion to being happy. 
This means that you are basically afraid or feel you don't deserve intimacy, acceptance, love. There's a number of things that could cause someone to fear intimacy, which I myself can relate to. It generally has to do with past experiences that kind of brainwash you into thinking you don't deserve to be seen, or if someone truly saw who you were, they would run, or whenever you love someone, you'd lose them. For me, this stemmed from childhood, and typically this is a defense mechanism. Whereas we let people in to a certain extent, but we never get too close because when we become vulnerable or trust in someone, we fear that might hurt us. And this has been showing a lot, showing up a lot in my current relationship where I've been looking into moving and not just moving out of my house, but I want to move halfway across the world, like to the other side of the country, essentially. And I was saying to my girlfriend yesterday, I was like, I just want to leave my old self behind and start over. Have you ever felt that way? Where you've had so many things happen in a certain time period that you just want to recreate yourself. So I've been talking about this with my boyfriend and he very much wants to come with me. He doesn't want to terminate the relationship and me move when we have something really good going for us, where Nick is the first person that I've ever pictured a future. Well, not the first person, but he's the first person that I've ever realistically pictured a future with, a healthy and happy future with, of spending a long period of time together. And I have been telling him, no, I... Not that I don't want you to come with me, but I don't want you to have to leave everything and everyone you love behind just for me. But I've also, that's not the only thing, a lot of things have been creeping up either from my past or just things that I know isn't aligned with who I want to be or what I want my relationship with Nick to look like where I've been finding many instances to create drama or self-sabotage. And if you heard my last, I think it was two episodes ago, you know this. And I remember the other night, Nick said to me, why won't you let me in? Like, let me in. Why can't you let me love you? And that made me really sad because I think I've let him in to a certain extent, but not to the fullest extent. I think it's going to take some more time for me to open up because when we've had dysfunctional relationships or when we've been badly wounded, our heart has hurt for so long, it's kind of like we clam up. And if we're thinking of a rosebud, that rosebud closes and we're so constricted and we restrict ourselves from feeling things to the fullest extent because we think about when we let someone in in the past and they used our wounds against us. And this comes down to the fear of being loved. Love can be one of the most beautiful and amazing parts of life, but it can also be the most frightening. While some apprehensiveness is normal and perhaps even good, some find that the thought of falling in love is terrifying. And I've noticed myself in the last few months before I even met Nick, I just wanted something physical. I basically just wanted to hook up or a fuck buddy. And then I met Nick and it was more a soul connection than anything else. 
many people, I think a lot of people in their 20s or teen years, we are more apt to become physical with someone than really let them know us. And this comes down to the fear of becoming emotionally connected with another person, which many of people my age suffer from, or I don't want to say suffer, but they deal with. This is why so many things are surface level and shallow and you get to know someone just enough and then you run. And this is what has been showing up for me. I've been wanting to run. Things are getting too good, so let me leave, Nick. Let me move across the country so they don't have to go even deeper. And I've basically run my whole life. I've been a runner. I've broken up with people because I was afraid that they would break up with me. So I had to leave them first before I could be left. And I've heard this from so many people. They leave before they could be left. And this comes down to feeling like you don't deserve love. And this is a sad reality that most of us live with. Quite often we have a false self-image or basically low self-esteem. Or we've had such negative experiences with an ex. Maybe you felt held down. Maybe you felt like you lost yourself. For me, it's been, I'm afraid to leave people sometimes because I feel bad. So I get so ingrained in the relationship where I stay just because I feel bad. And I've been afraid to get emotionally connected with someone because I don't want to hurt them. Or perhaps someone's made you feel unlovable and worthless. And I don't think that you have to earn love. I think you can earn trust, but everyone deserves love. Everyone deserves to be happy. And we reject happiness because it's funny, on the surface, most of us would say we want to be happy. However, we hold a lot of subconscious beliefs that reject this very idea. And this can stem from an obligation to put others first or past feelings of guilt, low self-worth. But we all deserve to be happy no matter what we've been through. For me in relationships, I've felt like I have too many skeletons in my closet. I've felt too damaged. And I think I fear things becoming so deep and so good with Nick that I fear I'm gonna lose it because I've lost many people in my life and my biggest fear in life is the feeling of loss, is feeling grief. And just the fact that we are humans, it means that happiness is essential to our very existence. The fact that we experience happiness makes us feel that there's hope for everything. And you deserve to be happy amidst the unfortunate events that you have gone through. Because what has been done to you, the way other people have treated you, is not a reflection on your worth. What other people have done to you, your past, your history, it does not define who you are. It does not define how you can be loved or how you can love. And I'm trying to rewire this this belief in my mind that nobody could ever love me. Because when Nick tells me he loves me, I think I absorb it maybe 
70% or 60%, even 80% on a good day. But that other 20% of us, that subconscious part of us is so powerful and so potent. It really creates and controls our lives. That part of me says nobody could ever love me. I can never be loved. If someone truly saw me and got to know me, they wouldn't love me. I'm too ugly, I'm too fat, I'm too damaged. So we say we want something. Perhaps we say we wanna manifest something. But on some level, part of us isn't allowing ourselves to be open to receiving that because we don't trust ourselves. A huge part of me doesn't trust myself in love. If I love again, what will happen to me? Because the first experiences I've ever had with love, with my father, he passed away, with my first boyfriend who I was in love with, he, he tore my heart into so many pieces that I never thought it could be put back together. And Nick is actually taking those fragmented pieces of my broken heart and he is stitching them back up together as best as he could, but I need to allow him to. So just imagine a life for yourself where you are receiving everything that you ask for because the universe does want to provide for us. It is us who won't believe that. And I think that's where I'm going to leave y'all. I'm feeling very deeply moved by this conversation because this is what I'm going through and I'm working on it. So I'll leave you with this. Where are you rejecting love? Where are you not allowing yourself to be happy? Where in your life are you not willing to receive? And maybe reframe that. If I did receive love, X, Y, and Z, this relationship, this job, this amount of money, this abundance, this success, what part of me is fearful of that? What is my biggest fear? And I love that quote by Ernest Hemingway. It is only in the places that we have been broken that we are the strongest. And I hope this resonated with you on some level. Leave me your comments. Leave me your thoughts. Leave me your show suggestions. I would appreciate it so, so much. I want to keep pumping out content for y'all. And I have some good news that I finally remembered to announce. So... My third book, Chasing Boys, will be coming out, I think, in the next week. I got a book deal last week, and I submitted my final manuscript yesterday or the day before. And this is my third book. So my first book, which came out in 2019, Trauma, Tears, and Triumph, is available also for sale. And then last year, in 2020, I released Trauma, Tears, and Triumph second edition so it was basically volume two and this year i am releasing chasing boys it's an ebook it's about 40 pages it's prose poetry and lyrics and i'm very much excited to share this work with everyone i think that's why taking off the last couple of months from work has been so necessary for me because i had to create this piece that i am so proud of and I am so excited to share it with everyone. So if you want updates on when that will be released, you can follow me on Instagram, Podcast, 
Thank you so, so much for listening. I hope you have a beautiful weekend.